Hello and welcome back to Dr. Quacker. So today we're going to be reviewing The Princess and the Frog. I first watched this movie when it came out. Uh, one of my cousins wanted to see it, so we saw it. At first, I didn't like this movie. I was still a kid and princess movies were dumb. But I wanted to give it a rewatch and I gotta say, I actually really enjoyed this movie. Uh, my favorite part of this film is the great soundtrack. I love a lot of the songs in this movie. In fact, there are only two songs I don't like. Uh, those songs being both sung by Ray the Firefly. Um, my favorite song being Friends on the Other Side. It's the bad guy song from this film. It's the Shadow Man. He's the villain. And he's voiced by Keith David, who I love. Uh, I know him mainly at first when, uh, as Captain Anderson from the Mass Effect trilogy. And obviously I've seen a whole bunch of the stuff that he's in after. But that was the, my first introduction to him. And he's a great voice actor. He has a lot of talent on it. So he does Rick and Morty. He does a whole bunch of different stuff in terms of voice acting. And he's great. I love him. And this this song is definitely up there. Uh, one, it's definitely one of my favorite bad guy songs, just in general. Even any Disney song, really. It's it's up there for my favorite Disney song. Um, the stylization and like the colors and uh, all the really cool stuff in the background, the spirits, because he's a witch of because he's a witch doctor and all that stuff. I love all like the little spirit stuff that he can do, all the magic and the way that he uses his powers, especially in that scene. I love the colors, color palette they use, and they give him like uh, the really cool like skull on his face and when he's singing to Prince and his assistant. So that I just I really love the whole scene. It's a, it's a really cool scene. Even if you just took that out of the film, like if you just watched it, the song and the whole scene isolated by itself, it would look really cool and it'd be it could stand on its own. Turn, like if they just wanted to make it like a short it could have been it's really cool um although mama odie's dig a little deeper is a great track as well i love mama odie she's basically like the opposite to the shadow man she's he's like bad voodoo and she's like good voodoo <laughs> it's like the schwartz he's, he's got i got the downside she's got the upside <laughs> but yeah i really love that song as well um whoever i, I don't know exactly who's saying mama odie but she's she's great i love that song and I love, I, I love just like the way that the song mixes into the story. Um, it's a little bit different, in my opinion, from a lot of the other like, I am your mentor song. But this one is kind of more like, you guys need to fucking get your head out of your ass. And I like that one more. And I just, yeah. And also, a lot of the, the score and the soundtrack has the old like rhythm and blues jazz sounds because it, it's based in uh, New Orleans. It's really cool, and I love it, and it makes it feel really unique compared to a lot of other Disney films, because not every Disney film will use, like, stylized themes or, like, instruments or type of genre music in their movies. So sometimes Disney films, when their scores can kind of sound similar because they don't really change a whole lot from each film. But this one feels very unique, and I really like that. The animation is stellar in this movie. I love the 1920s aesthetic and the beautiful color palette that this film, the entire film has. Everything's super detailed in terms of, like, uh, color. In terms of the color, it's great. I, lo I love a huge, wide range of color. Unless you really know how to do black and white, it can make your movie look really dull. So I'm really glad they have a lot of color. Plus, for hand-drawn animation, and it's great in this movie, I love, I love all the designs. The character designs, especially Mama Odie's and the Shadow Man's, the way that they use like the spiritual side of their characters looks really cool when it's hand drawn with their other characters. I mean, they're fraught. There's a lot of animals in this movie, so I mean, there's that. 
I, I mean, I think the, the character designs for the animals are, um, they're very expressive, so I, I really like that as well. But you can't really do a whole lot with an alligator, an alligator is an alligator. Uh, so stuff like that. I really like Tiana. Uh, I believe, I believe this when Disney, I believe this is when Disney really started to make their princesses more than being pretty and in love with whoever they saw for first for the first time ever. I don't like a whole lot of the Disney princesses by themselves. I just think like a lot of the original ones are pretty two-dimensional in terms of character development. They're just kind of there. They're they're good for good sakes, which which is fine. That type of story can be done well, but just the way that they do it, I it's just kind of boring after a while. Uh, when you do it so many times, it, it, it gets dull. And I like how they don't—they kind of stopped doing that now, especially with a lot of the uh, modern films like uh, Frozen, Tangled, this film, stuff like that. Moana, Brave. Technically, Brave's Pixar, but I don't care. Um, yeah, I love how she is driven and would be a great role model that shows how hard work and dedication will bring you what you want. I, I really like how she doesn't need someone else to do what she needs to get done. I like the message of like, no, time to pull pull up your bootstraps and get to fucking work. I really like that. I, I think she's she's definitely a, a good a good role model for little girls. Whoever watches the movie doesn't really matter. Boys can look up to her too. I don't give a shit. But yeah. I love the character. Um I love the subtle ways that they address race in this film. So she's like Disney's first black princess. And I like how they don't have to, they subtly address her race in the society that she's in. So she's trying to make a restaurant that her father really wanted as, uh, they, he wanted to open a restaurant with her. It's called Tiana's Place. And so Tiana is obviously a really good chef. And I like how she, <clears throat> she hones her craft with her father and that character development the dad gets with her. And it really makes, um, more of emotional ties to the character because it shows why she does what she does and why she's working so hard. So I just really like that whole arc. And when she finally gets enough money to put a down payment on the, the sugar mill that her father wanted to do the restaurant, the two guys that own it, um, come to her and be like, Nope, you can't have you, you, uh, someone outbid you, but it's probably better from someone from your, from your background probably better that you you wouldn't know what to do with yourself uh so i, I like little stuff like that i think that would make the, i think that makes the character um it doesn't pull you out of the movie if you have to constantly address like more of the real world issues with that one is with the way they do it it doesn't pull you out of the film it makes it feel like that would happen in this universe because i mean to be fair in this movie people turn into frogs. We don't do that here. So there has to be some level of fantasy behind it. So it's like, well, why don't you just do fully? No, that's not how that works. It's a fantasy realm. Not every, not every earth or timeline doesn't really matter matches our own, our own world. So using it more subtly makes it feel real. I don't like how they do it. Prince Naveen is okay. He isn't the best character. But he serves his purpose in the story. I do think he has a reasonable uh, sense of change. He actually faced things that would change you. Um, yeah, he... she, uh, Tiana doesn't need Prince Naveen. I like that arc. And I mean, so I understand why she turned into a frog. 
I mean, to be fair, the story wouldn't really go anywhere if there wasn't some sort of conflict or oh, something they need to resolve. <laughs> It'd be a pretty boring story if they didn't. So, like, he, she kisses him, and because she's not a princess at the time, she gets turned into a frog. That's, I guess that's how the spell works. <laughs> so they're trying to find a way to turn themselves back into humans. And, yeah, it's just, he's, he's there, and he, he, I think, um, I like how they talk about how he doesn't really know how to do anything. His parents cut him off from all the money and everything because he's, he's a douche. And he's like, they never really taught me how to do anything. So I don't, I don't know what to do with myself. I like how Tiana is the one that actually gives him something to do and to drive for. He's never really had that. So I really like how she's the one that causes the change in him and not him causing a change in her. Which he does, I mean, to be fair, because she, she ends up falling in love with him. But that's more of on her part, not his. Her character hasn't changed. She only found someone she wants to have as a companion and someone to help her make her dream come true. So I'm, I'm, I'm like his change more. Because to be fair, her, her, her person doesn't really need change. The only change she needed was how to balance working hard with also having a life. That's the only part. There's nothing actually, like, about her that needs to be changed. So, I'm glad they didn't do that like they always do in a lot of these movies. So, I'm, I'm glad he was the one to change the background character. It makes your secondary characters um, much more entertaining to see if they also have, like, real change um, in an arc throughout the story. I, yeah. Uh, the side characters are okay. Um, I like, I like Louie, the alligator, but I hate Ray, the firefly. He's fucking annoying. He, he's Cajun, which, ugh, Cajuns. <laughs> fucking backwoods of Louisiana, down about a bayou. And so, yeah, he's just annoying. He, he thinks us the North Star, I, at least I'm assuming it's the North Star. It's just a star. Evangeline, he thinks she's a firefly. He's in love with the star. And he's, he's just annoying. Anytime he talks, I don't like his voice. Not anything as a voice actor, it's just I get annoyed, I got annoyed by him. He basically is like, uh, the lovable idiot. And I don't really like lovable idiots in most films. I, I just don't, unless they have like a, a real relevance to the plot, I don't like him. And he doesn't have any real relevance. He just kind of shows him where to find Mama Odie. And from there, he just kind of sticks around. I don't really think he has any sort of drive in the film, except for that people like how he loves Evangeline. So he's the one that sings, like, the romantic song in the movie that uh, the characters finally realize they like each other. You know, you know like, um, Kiss the Girl, that's the one in, like, The Little Mermaid. That song, okay? They basically do that, but with a Cajun firefly. It's, it's pretty meh. It's my least favorite song in the movie. But yeah, I will say every other song in the movie is pretty great, except for Ray's songs. I just, I, I think it's me personally. You can like him. I don't give a shit. But I just, I don't know. He just rubs me the wrong way. And he's just one of those Disney characters I just don't like. There's usually at least one in every Disney film that annoys the shit out of me. And Ray's, Ray's this, this character for me. <laughs> I just don't like him. If you like him, cool. I can understand why someone would find him funny. It's just not for me. So, I'm going to give this movie a rating of an 8 out of 10. It's a, it's a really good movie. 
Um, I would highly recommend this over a lot of the other Disney films in their catalog. Uh, I, I really like it. I, I, uh, when, I, when I start to have my own ducklings, whether it's, uh, they're a boy or a girl, I'm sure this will be played in front of them or for them. Uh, it's really good, and I, I think the, these characters are much better role models than some of the other Disney films uh, from prior years in terms of how characters should be portrayed and what really is useful to keep with yourself in the real world. I like movies that kids can actually learn a message from and keep with them. And this, I think th this one really does work for that one. And I think it's due to the strength of Tiana um, being such a well-rounded character and not following this, a lot of the same paths that a lot of these Disney princesses do. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode, uh, and I hope you have a good day.